mysteries and truth and the future and the past and the present. We begin to make sense out of the chaos that's going on around us and we see God's fingerprints in our lives, Lord. Thank you for it. God, we take authority tonight over every opposition, over every spirit of rebellion. We stand, Lord, as witnesses in this city that Jesus Christ is alive and well and the power of God is the same. We declare today that the name of Jesus is high and lifted up and above every name that is named in this world and the world to come. Jesus is even bigger than eBay. Jesus is bigger than Facebook. Can you imagine that? And he's longer in history and will be longer in history than any name that you name on this planet. For he is the one that gives life. For in him is life. In him is life. We live and breathe through him, Lord. And we take authority now by the power of the Holy Ghost. And we step into our rightful positions as servants, sons, and heirs in God. And we receive from the Word of God, the manifested Word of God. And we take it, Lord, gladly in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. God bless you tonight. Be seated. <clears throat> Open the book tonight to Matthew. We're going to talk a little bit about the secrets of God's power. Amen. Now. What happens, I'm going to give you a little, a little space here to make a decision. Because when I start preaching and truth comes out, when truth begins to come out in a teaching time or a revelation, you have come under a responsibility to obey. And if you don't obey, this is not me speaking now, I'm not, this is not a threat from George Watkins. If you don't obey the word of God, it begins to turn on you as a curse. <clears throat> Should I say that through the microphone so we'll all hear it? If you don't obey the word of God, the hearing of the word becomes a curse to you. Because then judgment comes. You no longer can stand before God. You no longer can stand before the world. You can no longer stand before yourself and say, I didn't know. No one told me. So when revelation comes through the teaching, preaching of the word of God, will you say, well, well, how do you know revelation? When you open the book, when you open the pages of this book, out of the pages of this book comes revelation. Some, some, some small, some large, some mysteries, some understood. But the book opens up and God begins to speak to people. Amen. Any people here tonight? Are you breathing air? Then you're my candidate for preaching to. Amen. So when I'm just giving you a little space here, this is a good time to leave if you don't want to be, you know, worked on. Because if you don't obey the word of God, then the curse comes. Now let me explain that to you. Where do dead churches come from? Dead churches... You know, they're not just created overnight. Dead churches are people sitting in the pews listening to truth and not obeying truth, not acting upon truth, and they begin to be hard of hearing, dull of hearing, where then after a while you don't hear anything. So far I've got a lot of good news, haven't I? Praise God. Just giving you a heads up. I'm going to make covenant with you here in a minute. Will you obey what you hear? You say, well, wait a minute now, what are you going to tell me to do? 
Yeah, we're going to open the book and listen to it for a while. We're going to see what the Holy Ghost says. Now, I'm smart enough to know the Holy Spirit has to speak it to your heart. It's not human, human lips to human ears. It's spiritual to spirit, isn't it? And God speaks to you in ways that I don't even hear. Sometimes I'll read John 3.16 and you'll, you'll read Mark, uh, Mark 16.50. You'll hear Mark 16.15. So let's open the book tonight to Matthew. This is a beginning verse for most of us. But I'm, I'm contending for the Word of God to live in this house. I'm contending for the fire of God to live in this house. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe there's been one or two prayers prayed and God said He'd answer prayer. So we can just latch on to those two, the two you prayed, and we can know that we're going to have a, a move of the Holy Ghost, a change in the spiritual climate, wind of the Spirit, rain of the, of the, of the Lord on this house. Hallelujah. 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 Now what I am, I just am a, I, I'm like Paul said to Timothy, stir up the gifts. I'm a stirrer. I'm a stir, I'm a prodder, praise God. I prod you unto, holy, unto righteousness, and you will hear my voice for days and weeks to come. I'll show up in the night, I'll attack you in the store, <clears throat> anywhere you're driving on the freeway, I'll be sitting next to you, and you'll be hearing the voice of the Lord through these lips, and you'll be prodded to do the will of the Lord. Amen. This is how it works. This is why I can go out just for a short period of time and have massive results. It's just wonderful. <laughs> Nowhere in the world can you speak once and they hear it a hundred times. <clears throat> Amen. All right. Fair warning. Nobody left. All right. Let's open the book. Hallelujah. Matthew 6, 6 and 11. One of our favorites. First, first quotations. First memorization. We stood in Sunday school just before we were dismissed to our classes. And we all said it together in unison as the superintendent led us. Amen? Matthew 6 and 11. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm reading New King James. I'm looking at New King James and reading King James, so that's how good I am. <clears throat> and, for, and give us... This day our daily bread, and forget, there's something moving in the Holy Ghost right now. There's something moving in the Holy Ghost right now. Now I'm going to say something that I, I and I don't, I don't want to be offensive, because sometimes I get bold and my face doesn't look happy. But I'm intense tonight, and I have a dedicated purpose to come into this house and have the result the Holy Ghost wants. But let me say something tonight. What you see tonight is not what you're going to get. What you see tonight is not what's happening. What's happening is beyond this view. What's happening is beyond what we may see in the altar, what we may see in the sermon, what we may see prophetically. There's something moving in the spirit. I can feel it. I can hear it. I can hear the wheel creaking. I can hear the door creaking. God's moving something. Faith is changing the course and the outcome of this house in these months to come. There are people in this town right now that are beginning to hear the word of God. They're beginning to wake up because of this night. Amen. We're plowing ground. This night we're doing something important. This night a family is going to come in because we came tonight. This is how it works. We're breaking ground. Amen. Amen. 
Now, I know you don't do this, but there's a lot of people come to church just to get the pastor to help them through one more week. They've been saved a long, long time, but they, they, they drag in and they throw themselves in the pew and they just sit there and say, oh, rescue me one more time. Somewhere along the line, those workers have to get up and pull the plow with the pastor. Hey, but we didn't, hire, we didn't hire the pastor to sacrifice his life, put his blood in the ground, and then we hire another one, sacrifice. No, we're workers and laborers together. I know you know this. I'm just reminding you because that's how we pull this plow together. We pull together, and something's breaking. Amen. I was just about ready to read my verse, and the Holy Ghost said, there's a break in this spirit. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's start again. Amen. Our Father, which art in heaven. Now, what I want to do, I'm going to take you about through about three, three steps or three doorways. And in doing that, <clears throat> what's happening is I'm, I'm laying on or pushing into or, or adding into the weight of faith. And faith is almost like a scale. Jesus said it's possible to have little faith. So <clears throat> if it's possible to have little faith, he accused his disciples of that, didn't he? If it's possible to have little faith, it must be possible to have big faith. For the Bible says faith cometh. So when faith cometh, it must load on. <laughs> there must be some kind of scale that tips me into the, into the realm of receiving and miracles. So what I want to do tonight is talk about how we get into our miracle. How do we get into our healing? How do we get into our financial change? How does it change for us? I've been raised, I was raised in an early age where it was like, it was up to God. It was up to God. We were just kind of pawns in the game, and we just, and, and in some, some sense, the devil hit us this way. God put us back in the game. The devil hit us. And I know I'm a, a little exaggerated, but some, if you may have lived in one of those churches that I, that I, I visited or was in, and it seemed like, well, uh, we don't, you know, God's a mystery. We don't know what he's doing, but we do know what he's doing because we're his friends. The Bible says he tells his friends what he's doing. Amen. This is not a mystery to us. This, we have insight and revelation and wisdom, and, and God's giving us experience. So I want, to, I want to show you how to step into your miracle, and we're just going to look at two, two or three peaks into the principle here. Let's look at this prayer. I'm going to take it in steps. I have to preach simple because I think simple. God speaks to me simple. That's how I understand. Just This is how you do it, one, two, three, all right? Now... <clears throat> We know by this verse, give us this day our daily bread. We know by this verse that supply comes from heaven. Whatever supply it is, it's not, we're not talking material, we're, we're talking God's stuff. Whatever we need, whatever you're sending down, Holy Spirit gifts, material gifts, healings, blessings, all those things, we know they come from heaven. Now, the Bible says that the, the, the Father of lights... Where there is no variableness, that means, you know, change or shadow of turning. He is the one who gives good gifts. So let's set that in our spirit. If I know that, then when bad gifts comes, I don't have a, I'm not confused. God, the devil, God, the devil, what's God doing? What's the, no, I know that good gifts are from the Lord. Bad stuff's not from God. Now, I know the, the, there's a lot of theology that tries to work around the will of God and the, you know, the benefits of going through storms and all that, but I don't have that mind. I'm not a lawyer. 
not a spiritual lawyer. All I know is God said the good gifts come from him. Amen. Now, maybe you just need to hold two fingers up and do it this way. God is good, the devil's bad. Or Roberts did it. He put it on a little plaque. (laughs) God is a good God. We begin to learn that. We begin to learn God wasn't tricking us. God wasn't cheating us. He wasn't out to kill us. I give you a little clue. If God was out to kill you, you'd be dead. So don't fuss about that anymore. <laughs> All right? Well, you know, God's after me. Well, if, he's, if, if, if God's after you like you think he's after you, your coattail will already be caught. Now, let's go on. Number one. I, I'm, I'm expanding too far. The preach is on me tonight, and I'm supposed to be teaching, all right? So listen, I'm going to try to control myself. You help me out, will you? <laughs> all right. Number one, supply comes from God. Now, it comes from God. Number two, it comes on a regular schedule. Number three, it comes when we ask for it. And number four, it is sealed in praise and worship. Let's read it again. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us our debts and forgive us our debts. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. All right? We start off by asking. We know God supplies. So, I need supply. Remember the old king that was cursed because he went to the arm of the flesh before he went to God? Uh, we've heard the sermon, and I don't want to re-preach it, but that's the principle we're dealing with. When pressure comes in, we don't find God after we've gone to the banker and the lawyer and the dentist and the doctor and the auto body and the neighbor, and finally we say, well, maybe I better tr- try God. We go to God first. Sometimes God sends us to the auto body and, and the lawyer, but we go to God first. Why? Because all the things that are supplied comes from him. Now, let's go over it again. It comes from God, comes on a regular schedule. Give us this day our daily bread. So, blessings are on a regular schedule. We can, we can expect them regularly. I was in a healing crusade <clears throat> praying for the sick, and God was doing some beautiful stuff, and this guy come down, and, and, uh, and we prayed for him, and his ears popped open. I go to the next guy, and he has a heart problem. We pray for him. He feels the anointing. And this, this old boy's over here, and he's looking, and he, and he taps me and gets my attention. He says, he says, you think God would do that for me too? <laughs> I said, I don't think he's run out, brother. He's still got a little more left. He's got daily supply. Hallelujah. Well, I was, I, I'm, I'm eating regularly Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. <laughs> no, how about Tuesday? You can eat every day. Hallelujah. Now, if you can see me tonight, i got my jack out. We're beside the road. I've got it under the car, and I'm jacking this sucker up. Amen. We're going to put the new tire on, and we're traveling. <laughs> glory, 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 glory. See what happens on Monday night when you come out? <clears throat> you just kind of lose control. <laughs> There's an anointing in this house. That is explosive. There's an anointing in this house that's explosive. And it's not seen, and some of you aren't feeling it yet, but you can see it in me. And that's, that's how it works. You need, to, you need to see this thing coming out. You should have seen me an hour ago as a dead fish on my bed. I mean, I wasn't anointed. But man, I'm alive right now. I didn't know if I was going to make it out. But here the anointing's got me, and I'm just wired. Praise God. <laughs> oh, Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah to the name of Jesus. All right, let's go over it again. I'm not getting off this till we get it, all right? Now, it comes from the Lord, number one. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy come. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh I, I, I slipped a cog there. Hold on. Your will be done on earth. Give us this day our daily bread. Comes from God. Comes on a regular schedule. Comes when you ask for it and is sealed in praise. Number two, the second thing I want to open up is this question. Can we retrieve lost opportunities? You say, well, I wanted to be a brain, brain, science, brain you know, surgeon when I was 14 or 18 or 25. Now, I'm, you know, I'm really old. I'm 45 or whatever old you are. Uh, could it be, I don't know if you're ever going to be a brain surgeon, but let me, ask, let me answer the question about opportunities. Out of Matthew 25, 21, there's a, there's a beautiful principle here. Now, I'm nailing down about three things because I want you to know miracles don't happen because God suddenly felt better about you. Miracles don't happen because suddenly you tip the scale on really bad things. In other words, if I can just get sick enough, maybe God will have pity on me. Doesn't work that way. If that be the case, revival's going on right now in the hospital <clears throat> because that's where the hard cases are. Amen. You, you, you have to understand God's not just looking for a pity party. He's looking for a faith party. He's looking for a believing party. The Bible says, whosoever, what? Believeth. Not whosoever has a bad day or whosoever's bleeding the most. Whosoever believeth. So I have, he says, he has given to every man the, a measure of faith. What is that? That's the, that's the thing that primes the faith pump. I know I'm going back a long ways, and some of, you, some of you youngsters don't understand what a prime is, but we used to have a, you know, a jar of water beside that old kitchen pump, and it, it, we'd have to pour it in in the morning, and I'd hear my mother, she'd be in the kitchen clanking that pump. Why? Because we had to prime the thing. That's what God says. He's given you faith primer. There's, he's giving you the ability to believe. You say, well, I don't know if I can. Yes, you can. You can believe because God said you can. And he's put it in every man, a measure of faith, enough to prime the pump. What do you do with it? Then you begin to build your faith on the Word of God. You begin to add to your faith, the Bible says. And as you add to your faith, they begin to go from level to level or glory to glory. And you begin to see things. Glory to God. I can see different things here than I could down here. Why? Because I'm at another level. Praise God. I know I'm on holy ground here, and I'll clean it off later. Amen. <laughs> oh, my. The, the, the things that God has in store for those, that's not just heaven. That's kingdom. That's now. God has something in store for you. Praise God. Have you ever have you had an angel show up lately? Okay, we're going to ask God to manifest himself to you through an angelic visitation. Now, I don't know if you'll see it with these eyes, but God's going to manifest himself, and you're going to know the angelic presence is in your, in your room and around you. You're going to understand it, and it's going to come to you after you've kind of forgotten or at least uh, discontent, disconnected my, you know, this contact, maybe a day or two or three, and you'll not be thinking about it, and God's going God's to witness to you that you're not alone. Probably comes when you really need it. Probably comes when you really need to have a word from God. That's how God's breaking through you, to you. Now, you see what I'd like to see an angel. 
God always slaps that verse back at me when I'm whining about something. Well, more blessed are they that believe and haven't seen. Oh, thanks a lot, Lord. Okay, I don't get my angel today. <laughs> Any of you get caught in that? Lord, show me a sign. Yea, blessed are they that have not seen and yet do believe. Okay, Lord, I'm the blessed. Amen. <laughs> All right. Is it possible to retrieve lost opportunities? How many men or women have been saved, come back to the Lord after 40 years? Some of them in missions. Some of them broken and lost in halfway homes. You say, how can they ever retrieve? But the scripture says he's able to restore the years the locusts had eaten, canker worm had destroyed. You see, when you step from the normal, the natural rather, into the spiritual, the supernatural, there is time and space has changed. And God's able to refocus and remake things that before were impossible to go back and reinstitute. Families reunited, health reclaimed, the mind coming back. I, I preached years ago in the, in the hippie days in uh, Los Angeles to some of those hot centers that were really harvesting, you know, that, that, that movement uh, through the uh, 60s. And <clears throat> I, went to a, uh, the, I went to one of the leaders, uh, one of the headquarters, and they had, a, they had a young man that was dealing with the books. He was, car- he was, he was the bookkeeper, the f- treasurer. And the pastor told me, he says, that fellow showed up. And he had no brain left. In other words, he couldn't even tell you his name. He had blown it on drugs. And the Holy Spirit comes and begins to renew the, the brain, begins to put the circuits back together. Amen. If he can do that, he can do that with children. He can do that with your hope. He can do that with, with, your, with a destroyed relationship. Amen. We got to Matthew 21 yet? <clears throat> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Twenty-one, twenty-eight. Listen to it. But what do you think? The man had two sons. He came to the first and he said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered and says, I will not. <laughs> but afterward he regretted it and he went. Then he came to the second and said, Likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? Now, all you are theologians, you know that, don't you? It's the guy who went. Now, he, he had lost opportunity. He had missed his chance to go work when he said no. But because he repented, and because, it, didn't, it doesn't give us a picture of the prodigal son coming back and hugging the father. It's a, almost an inner thing. The father was out of the sight, out of sight. And he had an inner conversion, an inner change of thought, or at least a change of, of, uh, <clears throat> of action. And he said, I, I'm going to go work. And when he did, the reward came because of that inner working of the Holy Ghost in this young man's heart. Now, I'm, I'm declaring to you as a prophet of God. And I don't say this <clears throat> in prophetic utterance in that sense. I say it in scriptural truth. I'm prophesying truth tonight that there may be some of you tonight with some, with some lost opportunity that you thought was gone forever. I'm calling that back. I'm calling it back. Amen. Amen. You say, well, how about that 
piece of property I wanted to buy in 1960. Can you get that one back to me <laughs> for the same price? Well, that's beyond my pay grade, all right? You have to find, find another profit for that one, all right? Now listen, God's able to turn your ship and bring it into the harbor that you desire to be in. God's able to take lost uh, hopes and memories that are fouled up and regret. Regret is a big killer. I mean, it tags you and follows you like a wolf, just ready to eat your lunch. Oh, regret will break your spirit. But I tell you, God, if you'll cast that on the Lord and say, Lord, I'm not going to deal with this anymore because you've promised me I'm going to be renewed in my spirit. <laughs> amen. Amen, 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 amen. I'm praying in tongues. This is not a prophecy. This is not a word from the Lord. I'm praying in tongues. Now, you don't have to listen. This is between me and God, and it's legal when you do it that way, all right? <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> it just dawned on me. <clears throat> you, you are a... A seasoned pet patron here, aren't you? You're not a new guy, are you? <laughs> yeah, good. You, you understood what I was doing. That it dawned on me halfway through that maybe he's a new fella tonight. You know? <laughs> no, I was praying, and what I prayed, God was breaking and open. So, and there's going to be renewed strength. There's going to be renewed vigor out of that out of that tired weariness that, that, that almost we almost accept. I mean, it's like a calendar. The society says, well, you're 55s, so you better feel this way. You're 60, you better feel this way. Don't forget, when you get 62, you better stop because, you know, nobody works after that. And the, the whole emotional thing begins to close down. God says there's nothing to quit for. I've got work for you to do. And there's some things that God's got for you to do. <laughs> Amen. God's got for you to do they are going to amaze you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. What a wonderful guy to love on. Amen. He's like a big lollipop. Praise God. Praise God. That's better than being an air, 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 air wick, isn't it? Praise God. <laughs> oh, my. What a, what, a, what a spirit. What a wonderful spirit that man has. All right. Back to the preaching. Glory to God. Now, listen. You and I, you and I have possibilities that amaze people. Yeah, I know we hang around each other and we get used to it, but we're an amazing group. <laughs> you, walk, you walk up to somebody and they don't know how amazing you are until you start talking and then you scare them. <laughs> I, was going through, I was going through the mountains of California years ago on one of my journeys in an old Chrysler and my, Chrysler, my transmission started going out. I pulled into a little shop there in Weed or Dunley, somewhere up in the mountains and then the transmission guy's under there looking and so I'm, I've, got a, I've got a trapped candidate to witness to you know i'm hot i'm going to a meeting i'm full of god so i start walking around talking about talking about god and how god called me and how and when i start talking about how the how god spoke to me suddenly out from underneath the car comes these greasy hands on you know, he's on one of these creepers on the and, and these hands come out like this and i see his face coming up like this 
Now he, he's trapped under a car with a crazy guy walking around the car talking about God talking to him. You see, we're amazing. We're amazing people. <laughs> I, I, you know, I've, I've threatened to do this, and I, I just got to get to it. I'm on, I've got a, in mind, I'm going to invent an automatic slapper. It's kind of like you trap it, you, you put it on, the technology and I, we do, you put it on, and it's got an arm with a battery, and every time you say something stupid, it just slaps the fool right out of you. I could patent that and put it on you, and every time you start talking about how weak and poor you are and how nothing, that thing's going to warm up and give you about a two-second warning, and it just beat the life right out of you. Glory to God. I love it. Hallelujah. It would go over, well, <laughs> somewhere, I'm sure. All right, now, <clears throat> listen to this. You can change your direction by your actions. That's what salvation is. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. What is that? Change of direction by action. Hallelujah. The guy did the will of God. The guy that gained his opportunity did the will of the Father. Now, look at Luke 5, 26. Another peek into the scriptures. Luke 5, 26. This is, a, this, is, this is how you and I, this is what we're involved with. Luke 5, 26. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and, filled, and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. Amplified says amazing things today. Well, let's back up a little bit and see what's been going on. Let's take a snapshot of this and see if that, that happens in this house. <clears throat> Amen. Amen, it does. I heard old Robert say years ago, <clears throat> there were more people healed, percentage-wise, in a, in, a, in a lively Pentecostal uh, full-gospel uh, full church than in his crusades, percentage-wise. You got 100 people out, you got two, three people healed, that's a lot, lot bigger than, you know, the big crusades. We say nothing's going on. Yes, there is. The Holy Ghost, the anointing of the healing, the power of forgiveness goes on right in these altars. We are amazing people, and we have an amazing church. <laughs> Amen? You don't think so? I'll take you to the church of the refrigerator somewhere in town here. We just go in there with our parkas on. Hope we don't freeze to death in the, 40, you know, the 59 minutes they have church. Now, I'm not criticizing. That's the level God's, that, that God's at them with, and they love God, and they're, they're, you know, they're walking with God on their level. But, man, I'd starve to death on that thimbleful. <laughs> Here, have dinner. <laughs> oh, well, let's move on. <clears throat> now, listen to this. Verse 17. Now it happened on a certain day. Now it happened. Is this your day for a miracle? It was, don't do the someday routine. Someday. Someday. I pull that on my wife. I get, <laughs> I get worked over. He says, I want you to clean the carpet mow, or mow the lawn or take the trash out. Someday, dear. No, no. No, today's the day I want that to happen. Now listen to this. On a certain day, on a certain day, as he was teaching, there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who came out to every town of Galilee, Judah, uh, and Jerusalem. Listen to this. And the power of the Lord was present to heal. 
teaching, this is why I'm, I'm so energized with this word tonight, and I always am when the word breaks open, because the teaching stimulates the power of healing. It stimulates the power of believing. It stimulates the power of receiving. It stimulates the power of, of, of cap- capturing God's best. On a certain day, he was teaching, and when he was teaching, the healings began to come. He was te- Look at the action in this picture. Verse 18. Then behold, verse 20, when he saw their faith, verse 22. Does your Bible read that way? <laughs> Mine does. Listen to it. Verse 22. When Jesus perceived... Verse 25, immediately he arose. Boy, that's, that's action. There's action in this thing called faith. And if you're going to get what you want from God, you better act on it. Well, what do I do? You don't theorize, theorize, contemplate, and dream when a Mack truck's coming down a road and you're standing in front of it. You jump. <clears throat> you don't get the opinions of others. You don't see if the wind is blowing the right way. You jump. There's sometimes you just need to jump into faith and jump into God and jump into believing and not try to figure it out before you do it. Just say, God, I'm coming in. (laughs) Like the old kid says, ready or not, here I come. (laughs) Amen. Amen? All right. Listen to this. Action. Action. and, and, And so verse 26 says, and they were all amazed. And they were all amazed. <laughs> all right, one more before I pray for you. <clears throat> Send you home. You're going, to be so, you're going to be so jittery tonight. You're going to be so, you wake up, you think you had a cup of coffee instead of, instead of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You'll be peeking around the corner to see if that angel's coming that's supposed to go to his house. <laughs> Hallelujah. Matter of fact, let me prophesy over you again. I already prophesied over you once. I just don't want to do it again. Amen. Father, I bless this woman with a, with a mantle, with, a, with, a, with the oil of Aaron's cup, the oil of anointing pouring down over her head and down her garments. Lord God, I bless her in Jesus' name with favor. I tell you, there's some things happening in her life that she needs a double dose of favor on, and she's going to see it before the month of June is out. There's going to be some things turned that all of a sudden they just like it. They want to do it. They've lost the paperwork, and they say, get it done, or the Lord, we're going to see the favor of God on this woman. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I, <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm having too much fun to be preaching. All right, let's move on here. Luke 19, 1. One more. 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 Glory to God. Do you know why I preach so good on Monday night? Do you know why I preach so good on Monday night? Just to make those people that didn't come feel bad. That's why. Praise God. We're going to tell them how good it was tonight. You're going to say, you should have seen that preacher Monday night. You really missed it. Amen. Glory to God. Have you found Luke yet? All right. All right. Look at this. Luke 19 and 1. I love this story because I'm, uh, uh, <laughs> I can relate to this fellow. All right. Move along. <clears throat> now it happened on one of those days. Let's see. 19. That's 20. I'm, I don't want to preach out of 20. Let's go to 19. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jer- Jericho. And now, behold, there was a man named Zach. That's a big, long name, isn't it? 
Must be Zacharias. Zacchaeus? Are you in the same Bible? This just waiting for you. Okay, we got the same one. Okay, Zacchaeus. Okay, we'll, we'll preach about Zacchaeus, not Zacharias. Okay. Who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. Now, let's picture. Let's, let's not just breeze through this. Let's take a picture of the chief tax collector right downtown, and he's rich. You know, it's not too far away. We know where they live. <laughs> I'm not talking about they as some negative thing, but he's a rich tax collector, okay? And... He, and he sought to see Jesus, to see who Jesus was. He sought to see who Jesus was. I'm not going to judge you on your intense intensity to seek the Lord. That's not my, that's not my business. If you're a hot after God or just want to see who he is. But I will tell you this, the only way he's ever going to come over to your house is you've got to begin to see who he is. There has to be something out of your heart toward him. My father, his mother, and his sister got saved in 19 dark ages. Way back in the 30s. And the reason they got saved is because a Pentecostal church came to 10th and Wanapero in Long Beach, California. And they were so crazy. They were so filled with the Holy Ghost. And they were so wild that they would go down there and stand on the back porch and look through the window to see what those fools were up to tonight. And it wasn't long before they were in the church at the altar... Asking Jesus to go home with them. My grandfather was over 60 at that time. And he would stay home most of the time. Go to church some of the time. They went off to church one night. And he had a dream sitting in his big chair. And the rapture came in the, in the church. He was in the church in the dream. The rapture came. And everybody went through the roof but him. He got up to the roof, started hitting the ceiling, couldn't go through. It scared him so bad, he got saved the next week. Just telling you a little bit about my background. But I want to tell you this. Even if you're on the back porch, just looking in the window to make fun, or at least curious enough to see who those fools are, that's close enough for God to hook you. And he'll find you. Now look at this guy. He's short. But he's rich. <clears throat> and he begins to find out where Jesus is going to go or be. And he goes ahead of him and climbs up into a sycamore tree. And as Jesus was coming by, Jesus looks up. said, Zacchaeus, come down. For I'm going to your house for tea. Oh, that's a song. That's not the scripture. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to your house. You were in the same church I was. <clears throat> now, how, how do we get Jesus to go home with us? Number one, we begin to seek who he is. We want to find out about him. Number two, we can run ahead and find a place that we can find that connection. You see, the Bible says no man is without excuse. 
And Paul goes as far, goes as far to go beyond our thinking sometimes. He said, even nature speaks of God. So we don't have to all the time find a, you know, a church, but God's waiting for you to seek him. And when you do, he'll find someone to find you. Someone will find you. I was shopping at Costco the other day and came across a guy, and God said, speak to him. And I did, and I ended up praying in Costco, right there in all the, you know, the big piles of stuff. Holy Ghost is in Costco, believe it or not, and you have to have a permit to get in there. Can you believe that? <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> now, listen to this. I'm, I've challenged you, and I'm calling you to seek the Lord. And when you do, he'll go home with you, and he'll sup with you, and he'll draw nigh. Now, there's, some, there's, there's another crowd. Listen to him. Listen to him. Why didn't you go home with me? How come the healer didn't go home with me? He went home with that rich guy. Went home with, he must be politi- po- political, you know. How come? No, he goes home with the seeker. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord. Man, I feel contact tonight. I tell you, I have not in the several times I've been here so far in this week, I have not felt the contact I'm feeling tonight. There is a, we're plugging in. There is some things going to break through for, through for you. There's some action that you're going to do in, this, in just the simplicity of seeking God that's going to turn your life around. Amen. You say, well, give me a month. I'll clean up. I'll come back to God all gussied up and looking good. I made that argument, argument all my, you know, my teenage life. Lord, give me two weeks. I won't do it for two weeks. And then I'm coming back, and you'll, I know you'll forgive me because I've been good for two weeks. Never counts, you know. <laughs> I was down to 14 seconds there at the end before I realized it's God's grace. It's God's mercy. It's God's greatness to me. The Lord's sneaking up on you. And he's going to grab a hold of you and give you some blessings that you don't deserve. And I know that because I don't deserve them either. And you're going to be surprised at how good the Lord is going to be to you in these days to come. And you're going to say, well, I didn't think I earned it. And, you, and, and finally, you're going to realize we never do. It's his love and mercy. But God's sneaking up on you, amen. And he's going to surprise you. And you're going to say, you know, dear, I, I don't know how it happened, but that thing just came together. I don't know what happened. That guy changed his mind. And suddenly he said yes instead of no. That's God sneaking up on you. And he's not going to do it once. He's not going to do it twice. He's going to continue to sneak up on you. And the only thing that will keep it going is just you saying, thank you, Lord. I knew it was you, and I thank you for it. Amen. That's something. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. Look at that.
This is what we know about this guy. He was there. He was chief tax collector. He was rich. He was trying to get a look at Jesus. He was short. Because of that, he couldn't see over the crowd. So this is what he did. He ran on ahead. He climbed up a sycamore tree to, to see because Jesus was coming by. He found a place to meet the Savior. This is one of them, but it's not the
sit and relax and enjoy comfort of just resting. Oh, Clay, sometimes you feel like you have to go a lot, don't you? Kind of have to keep busy. Well, God wants you to rest and just get some courage and strength back in your in your physical body. And when you do, you're going to see God's healing come to your body and to your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Mom, I speak courage to you, and I pray that as you begin to seek the Lord at that new level, there's going to be an open door of heaven over your home and over your mind and spirit. You're going to be able to see the love of God on a new level. God's going to show up and show himself strong in the areas that you prayed about in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to be believing for that today. I believe you came on purpose tonight just so I could pray for you. That's good. I'm, 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 I'm going to continue to pray for you, okay? All right. God bless you. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name. Let's just take a moment. We're praying. We're going to pray a little bit. Father, in Jesus' name, the anointing of the Lord. The anointing of the Lord to come to this. The seeker of righteousness. The seeker. Lord, find that tree. Find that tree for this brother so he can go up and see Jesus. Lord, we don't know what it's going to take to see Jesus like we want to. But if we need a tree, Lord, give it to us. Lord, something to get him in that spot. And he's going to see the face of Jesus looking up at him. And what he does is going to change every callous, scar, hard place that's come because of life and because of bruising and brokenness. He's not going to have to feel like he has to defend himself or, or, or dodge the ball. He's not going to feel like he's the one people are throwing stones at. He's going to feel like God really loves him and he's accepted in the beloved. In Jesus' name. I pray healing over my brother. In Jesus' name. I pray healing over the seeker of God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, new level of seeking. A new level of seeking. Amen. Now you you operate out of out of the pattern. And you need system. So God's going to give you some system. He's going to give you some system on how to seek. Old Testament. And, and, uh, and in that Jesus' day, they, they sought the Lord several, you know, certain times, morning, evening, or, you know, when, when the sun was a certain place. It was a system. So they could kind of be reminded, when the sun's here, I want to pray. Well, it may not be that strict with you, or, but God's going to give you a system. You're going to... You're going to put a trigger in your day, and you'll know this is not, it's time to seek the Lord. It's time to go into my closet. Yes. It may be an alarm in your inner man or on your watch, but I'm telling you, God's going to, going to teach you to be regular. And when you do, you, you learn better at a regular discipline's pace. You don't like to just blast out and be, a, you know, be one thing and then not anything. You want, to be, you want to be steady. That's what your heart is. That's your nature. And God's going to show you how to do that in Jesus' name. Just visiting the Lord. Visiting the Lord. And you watch. In about a month, there's going to be a different aroma. You're going to have a perfume on your heart. Now your spirit's coming a different perfume. It won't, you might not have explosions, but there's going to be a scent of heaven coming back out of your spirit in Jesus' name. Right? Just because you meet him. You meet him in that sycamore tree. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. We're gonna, we're just gonna start a whole brand new move of God. It's gonna be sycamore tree religion. Sycamore tree church of the firstborn. Amen. Amen. We're we're climbing the tree and we're getting in the face of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Right here, there's a sound barrier. I walk out here, I don't hear anything. And I walk in here and I hear the commotion of construction. I walk out here and it's quiet again. <laughs> That's weird. And what I'm hearing is the jackhammer and the and the and the bus, you know, saws and the, and the machinery because you're under construction but especially the hammer is happening God's driving some pillars down in you they you know those big telephone pole things they drive into the mud so that they can build a building on it I'm hearing that thing I walk through this sound the sound wall here and I'm hearing and God's driving those those 40 foot, 50, 40 foot piers down in what has been soft ground, un, unable to build on. God's putting piers down there, and he's building now upon the strength of his preparation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So everything, you get a little dust in your eye. Don't worry about it. You're under construction. There's things going on that you don't understand, but just rejoice in the Lord. He's in charge, and he's got his hard hat on. He's on boom, boom, boom. Praise God. Praise God. So be at peace. You're in the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. Oh, Ramakashu Ramamu. Rijamamandu Rimekats Bahadu Ramandaya. Ikatsaramanda. For the Lord has not missed his target. The Lord did not say oops when he had his hand on you or his operation was going on. The Lord did not say, oh, that was a mistake. When I brought this man into this world, no, the Lord knows his business and he understands how to retrieve his people. And he's got his hook in you and you're coming in to the place of your destiny in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Lord, the desire that you put there is bubbling out and it, it just frustrates him sometimes because he doesn't know what to do with it. Well, give him that understanding. Lord, put, it, put some teachers around him. Show, show him how to fulfill the desire of his heart. Because it's been there since he was a young man. I release it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I just had that sense of what happened at the last part of that verse where they just began to rejoice. Amen. Amen. It ended in worship just like the first one I read, Our Father with art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Lord, I just rejoice over the prophetic word tonight. 
I'm rejoicing over the doors open. I'm rejoicing over the bondages broken. I'm rejoicing over the vision is coming. I'm rejoicing over the hope that we have in you, Lord. Amen. We're seeing things we haven't seen before. We're able to see past the, the, the block, past the, the darkness into the light. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Exercise your other tongues, your Holy Ghost language. Yes. I encourage you to build your faith up in it. June 20 says we, we build ourselves up. The Amplified says as an edifice higher and higher as we pray in the Spirit. I encourage you to do that on a regular timing, regular basis, regular schedule. Do it every day. And you'll find your inner man will become strong. Hallelujah. 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 If you don't have the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you need to ask the Lord and He will give you the Holy Spirit. And He won't give you a trick. He won't give you a deceit. He won't, he won't give you a, a false thing. He will give you the true thing. Holy Spirit gift. Amen. 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 Let's just be patient for a moment. We're in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever seek and trust him. In his presence ever will. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Jesus I surrender. I surrender all. That's the voice of the Lord tonight. Praise God. Praise God. Sister, a piano player, would you can you play that one again? Only just the chorus. I just want to have that repeated in my spirit again. And that is a covenant that we make together as this church. Amen. You have been on a journey, and I say this, I say this as a prophetic friend to you as people and to your pastor. You've been on a journey a long time. You've seen and experienced wonderful things, but in this season, God has given you a gift from God in your pastor and his wife, and he has a heart after God, like you desire when you had when you called him. That's what you were looking for, a man of God. And I I know you've already done this, but we're going to make a covenant to seek the Lord together as a people. As your shepherd does, I know you do, but we're going to just do it together. And I believe as we seek the Lord in this season, we're going to find Him in that sycamore tree as a church. Now, I'm going to hear the reports. Jesus came home to this house.
stepped into the realm that they did in that session with Jesus when they said, what's going on in your life? Why do you do it that way? How come you guys are this way? Or that's weird. Or how come your church is that way? Whatever form you hear that in, it's an opportunity for you to open up the store because they're seeking the Lord. They're hungry. They're not criticizing. They're hungry. Amen. They just want to know what's happening. They, they may be critical on the outside, but inside they say, what does that mean? When you hear that, I want you to know you come into that sycamore level. <laughs> Amen. So just open your mouth and say, well, you know, there's things that God has that maybe you haven't seen yet. Let me tell you about them a little bit. Then tell her testimony. Tell his testimony. And tell, you know, his testimony. You don't have to have one of your own so much. Just begin to talk about God. It'll amaze them. Amen. It will amaze them. Pastor Dennis. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're good ground. I'm uh, having fun planting seed in it. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I've got the word for tomorrow night and the word for Wednesday, unless the Lord pulls a shift on me. And we're going to hit Wednesday night Mondays. Hallelujah. It's be glorious. Jesus said, come unto me. Aren't those sweet words? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. And when he went to Zacchaeus' house, he said, today salvation has come to thy house. I don't know if Zacchaeus knew the great visit he would have when he took off running ahead down that tree and climbed it. But when the Bible says and encourages us to seek the Lord while he may be found, that is an incredible promise. Whether you seek him kneeling here, whether you go home tonight and you say, I don't think I want to sleep right now. I want to seek him a little more. And you pray there in your bed or you get up and kneel by your bed or you go in the other room and you seek him. Because Jesus told the woman at the well, the father seeketh such to worship him. He's looking for you. I mean, he's, he, he, the father was looking for the prodigal to come home. Heaven's always looking for somebody. I just want somebody that will look for me, that will seek me. I want to be that person. I want to be that person. I want our church to be that church because you'll find him. It's not seeking and coming back and saying, well, it didn't work. It always works. He 
he, he, he will manifest yeah. himself to you yeah. in ways that only he can do. But you'll know in your knower that was God. That was, was that you? And like the Long Ranger, bye-bye. <laughs> but he does that, and he does it so well. I'm going to give you an opportunity to go ahead and bless the man of God. So, Donnie, do you have the power bag? Why don't you come? And if you have it to give, God bless you. Because if I didn't, I sure as anything, someone would say, Pastor, you didn't take it off. You're right. Donnie, would you have some more to listen? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come out and work out on the night here with the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the, for the walk-ins and the message you shared tonight. This is a lawyer as well. That's a good lawyer prayer.